1: Hey guys, what you're about to hear is a collaboration episode between me, my friend Sam Asfendiari, and Andy Liu, who are the co-hosts of the Light Years podcast on a different podcast network, but I recommend you give this a listen all the same. Though I'm the guest, I tried to talk a fair amount about this Mavs Warriors series. We had a really good time. It's kind of a punchy podcast because these guys are fun. Uh I enjoyed myself. I hope you do the same. Uh, please give it a listen, and I will talk to you later tonight with Josh Bowe after Mavs-Warriors Game 1.
3: And welcome. Special edition preview Western Conference Finals, Light Years meets Mavs Moneyball. It's like that episode of that Marvel movie I didn't watch where you made a bunch of grandiose analogies about the Anyway, with that said, I got Kirk across from me. Kirk, we're less than 24 hours away from the Warriors and the Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals.
1: Did you know this is the 15-year anniversary of We Believe? I did. I did, and that was a dark point in my life, and I'm really happy we can revisit it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
3: I do think it's hilarious uh, i've been I've been casually watching um, that be brought up, and I'm like, I don't know if warrior fans want to bring that up because like we're not the underdog, you know, like you, you don't get to play that card right now, but anyway, um, I feel like actually that's actually a great analogy for this. The Warriors, whatever you think of how good they are, they have been the most dominant team in the NBA the last decade. They represent the quote unquote power right now. And the Mavericks, um, while they've been a historically good team over my lifetime, they've been there, you know, in the playoffs over and over again. This is kind of like the the coming out party
1: for for Luka Doncic, right? Like it's kind of a role reversal for these two teams, right? It was funny. I was I was talking with our, our mutual buddy Anthony Irwin today of silver screen and roll, and he's like, what's it like to be on a team that everybody's rooting for? And I said, I'm not really sure that people are rooting for the Mavericks, but I'm really sure that lots of casual, like nonpartisan NBA fans really hate the Jazz. I really wasn't aware until I was in the Phoenix Suns series of how many people and teams hate the Suns. Like, it was real secretly like just nasty and then you know you, because the the Warriors have been so good for so long there's like that element of um you know just sort of like I hate the Chicago Bulls in 1997 kind of stuff right right, right. It's, you know
3: so it's like yeah, yeah it's, it's weird absolutely by the way speaking of reasons to hate the Warriors look who's come on wow, what
1: a flex with
4: that photo Andy good gracious <laughs> Sir, how are you? I, I was just listening to you guys jumping on a little late. Just you know, add some color. Um, sounds like uh, sounds like uh, it's all it's all happy and roses, right? In, in Dallas, you guys don't care if you win or lose, right? Well,
1: it's it, <laughs> I'm I'm not in a terrible spot, but I – so,
4: I did the thing where
1: I I listened to some of the um I read tweets instead of listening to the audio, mm. and I think it was I think it was Anthony Slater who. Um, talk who was who, who had some like pull quote from Jason Kidd uh, about Steve Kerr, and he didn't post the full quote where he was like, "Oh, oh yeah, Steve Kerr, he played with Michael Jordan." Not like referencing anything else that Steve <laughs> Kerr <had> done. Only <laughs> Kidd had given like this really lengthy answer about how much he like appreciates Kerr. And I was like, "Oh no, we're already at that point. The series hasn't started yet, and he's no, really you salty." W-
4: there will be no manufactured drama. This is not. It, it seems like the Dallas. It seems like they respect each other and the players like each other. This will not oh. be the the Dylan Brooks shit show that we had to sit oh, through. But, John but, Moran and Taylor Jenkins. God. But I but I but I do disagree with with my friend Andy here
3: because, uh. and I'm I'm trying to decide who's who's gonna
1: be the first one to piss the other team off. Is it going to be Draymond or is it going to be Lucas? Well, I mean, because, I'm excited for uh-huh. both how many podcast episodes Draymond Green is going to get explaining why Luka Doncic embarrassed him. Like, that's really,
4: <laughs> like,
1: fundamentally very exciting for me because, like, Draymond's like really, really good at explaining things that maybe shouldn't
4: have happened. Uh, I also think the other, the other part of this too. I also think it's uh, Sam and I, you know Sam and I we we've done this for a while. I think we're we're I, I'm stressed, right? For me, it's like oh the Warriors are favorite. You know, technically they should win this series. I miss it, Kirk. I miss when it was you know six years ago when it was you know the Warriors that they, they're the up and coming team. I miss those days, man. It feels great to root for a team like that. Nowadays, it's like oh. Warriors lose game one and now it's all it's, you know. Do we need to reconsider what we
3: thought about Steph Curry all along? You, uh, know? <laughs> you know, it's the whole
4: thing, it's just it's it's different, man.
1: Well, it's funny because I was I actually had a podcast with with Ben Collins today. Uh, He of the NBC dystopia beat. And he's he was a former I don't know if anybody knows this, but Ben Collins used to be a child reporter for the Dallas Mavericks. Like we're talking like 12 years old asking Dirk Nowitzki questions like there's some incredible stuff. If you if you look up his name in Dallas Mavericks. And he and he and I talked about just that because I'm like, this is the last time there's really no expectations because like the lunatics on Twitter and look, we love you lunatics, like you guys like pay the bills, but it, it, it's it, this is the last time before things really go up. And what's funny is that this might be the last best Dallas Mavericks chance to do something in a playoff setting because. What? The, the, well, this year. Because, like, next year things get harder. Like, there's, this there's like, a huh. path for the Mavericks. And, like, next year the Clippers are going to be better just because –
3: Yeah,
4: look as twenty Lucas 17 years old, though. Yeah, but if oh, you've I, seen I, this I
3: – I, Are you talking about do something in the context of no expectations? No, it, like, like,
4: no
1: expectations. Like, next year okay, unless okay. the Mavericks make the second round, things are going to get ugly. And okay. at least amongst, like, the faithful. Cause that, and that's what you guys have dealt with since 20, probably 18, <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh-huh.
3: Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So I get what you're saying. This is this is the the house money year for the Mavericks. Like you get to whether they beat the Warriors or they don't. You're playing with house money because next year this is the expectation. The expectation is Western Conference Finals. We have one of the you know half dozen best players in the league and one of the only you know the half dozen guys who are actually good enough to be the best player in a title team and nothing short of
5: yeah, West contend- Finals, I hear you. No- yeah. Nothing
3: co- nothing short of contending matters anymore yeah. after this. Like, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Like, like Andy and I, like, at this point with Steph Curry, there's no, like, we won 50 games <laughs> and won a first-round series, and that's, a cont- like, the only thing that matters in Warriors' context now is, like, literally getting to the finals because of the standard they've set for themselves. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's, like, a woe-be-gone type of thing, but it's just kind of, like, there is the, the innocence of the rise is kind of nice.
1: It's only one
4: time. You only get it one time.
1: That that is what I mean because it's 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 just like my 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 stated sort of podcast preseason prediction was please get to the second round and then they got to the <laughs> second round and then they went down 0-2 and I agree and sorry if you keep hearing noise in the background I agreed to get a puppy because I thought the Mavericks were done. And then the Mavericks won four out of five, and we're talking. And I have a puppy, and I still have <laughs> to keep doing like I still have to keep doing Mavericks work while this ten pound sh- like tiny shark is running around my house, and it's it's just you know. And granted, I'm delighted because it's it's exactly what Sam said. House money is a great descriptor, and and it's very you know because one of the things I can't get past, and I think we're going to get into some, some specifics. But Dwight Powell is a Western Conference starting center. Dwight Powell, January 2020, <laughs> tore his Achilles tendon. Oh, wow. And, you know, as recently as a year ago, we, Mavericks fans were hoping to eject him directly into space because he was so awful. So, I mean, there's some weirdness going on. I'm I'm, I'm having a good time. <laughs>
4: I'll tell you what, though. I... <laughs> Dwight Palm might not be long for this series, uh, but yes, I get your, I get your point. Uh, the, uh, yeah, go ahead, Sam.
3: I, I, think I, I was going to say, let's, let's get into the hoop stuff right yeah, now. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So let, let's start with this. So, Kirk, everyone on earth is like, who's going to guard Luca? Who's going to guard Luca? I've never heard anyone ever ask who's going to guard Steph. Like, is, is, Andy brought this up. Actually, I'm going to give it to Andy here. But it's like, isn't it the funniest thing on earth? Everyone's always like, who's, who who's going to guard that guy? And it's like, no one ever brings up the fact that who's going to guard Steph? So who on the Mavericks is actually going to guard Steph Curry
1: here? I would oh guess God. Dorian Finney-Smith because it's kind of the question of who do you not mind having their legs run ragged? Does that make mm. sense? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because it can't be Jalen Brunson. He's too, too important to the offense. It might be Reggie Bullock, um, but him and – if you go look at those two's playoff minutes, they're averaging like plus 40 through wow. two series. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the Mavericks basically go six and a half guys deep plus uh, Davis Bertons, who Steve Jones – my guy. Nick, Steve Jones and Nagaius Duncan lovingly refer to him as Dave Burt. And <laughs> – he, he really is
3: the guy right down the, right down the hall from the cubicle. The yeah. Oh yeah. God. I mean, there's, I have this video,
1: I, I have this picture of him. I keep retweeting where he is essentially like looking like a male Karen demanding, a, 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 a <laughs> where he's just like pointing and it's, and he gets real minutes for this team. I mean, I am having a great time with this series, like, like with this playoff run, but I also cannot believe elements of the fact that they've gotten
4: here. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I think that's my, because my big question coming in here today was to understand, Kirk, how the Dallas defense works. Because your defense – I should say your defense. The Dallas defense is very good and has been very good since Porzingis got traded. Really one of the best defenses in the NBA. And then they completely locked up Phoenix the last couple games. Now, some of that I think is just Phoenix is soft. They choked. Chris Paul is a clown. Like some of that stuff, right? But some of it's it's also like Dallas is legitimate on defense. But on the other side, I think as a Warriors fan, I'm sitting there and I'm like – well, the Warriors also turned the ball over 25 times against Memphis. Memphis had a very good defense. I'm not sure that Dallas is as good defensively, but that's not to say that Dallas doesn't have great defensive players, like you're saying, DFS and Bullock, and, and even Kleeb pretty darn good.
1: Ooh, this is interesting. And number one, I think some of our, our listeners are probably confused as to why we don't hate each other yet. And, like, hating and mocking. It's going to come by Phoenix. game three. <laughs> Yeah, but, but hating and mocking Phoenix is is currently an NBA, like, oh, yeah. you know, kumbaya moment. It's really something. Um, So when Jason Kidd was signed, I was very pissy because Jason Kidd, and, you know, this goes against the common narrative, but, like, the internet exists. Jason Kidd was a bad coach at two places. Yes, not an, oh, thank like, you. Like, yes. he was a bad coach. And he was out of the NBA for a year. Point guard, he, got, though. he got brought, I mean, unbelievable point guard, but he got brought back into the NBA because Genie Bus kind of made him a Lakers coach. Like, that's why. And he seemed to have learned a lot and he was on his best behavior and was very much, he went from being kind of a sociopath to being a collaborative guy. And he, with the coaching staff that he brought to Dallas, took the same group of guys that Rick Carlisle had summing out uh, Josh Richardson for Reggie Bullock and turned the Mavericks, even with Porzingis. So before um, the trade turned them into a top five defense. And the real reason I think this all works together is because these players have played together. they the Mavericks have had the same roster since the trade deadline in 2019 pre COVID give or take a shooting guard and, um, and they've just managed to make it work based off of kind of continuity and really heavy blitz and recover. And it worked against the Warriors in the preseason. We're probably, we are probably we've should talk about it a little bit. But the reason it worked against the Warriors in the preseason and why I kind of want to throw this data out the window is Draymond Green didn't play three games. You can blitz Steph Curry into oblivion when there's no really successful outlet for him to throw it to. But Draymond Green, as much as Fans might not want to hear this, Part of the reason he's an all, you know, he's, he's going to be a hall of famer is not only because he's a great defensive player, but because he is an unbelievable outlet. Like getting the outlet out of that double team, he makes the right choice a lot, right? Every time. Yep. Every time. Yep. So I don't think you can do that this series. So your question was who guards Steph Curry. And I think they're going to try a lot of different people and hope that nobody gets truly exhausted.
4: Six-and-a-half yeah. rotation. That's t- I Sam I mentioned that on the pod. He, he noticed that and brought it up. He, he mentioned seven. I, I almost couldn't believe it that you guys are running six-and-a-half. Yeah, and it's a, it's a half, lot of, tough. like,
3: throwing Frank Neal out there and, like, hoping you can get
1: five minutes out of him well, type of situations. It, Easter, Easter Island lookalike Josh Green has been sent into the void <laughs> um, because he is a bad basketball player of course. who is a really First, off, first off,
3: Easter Island is,
1: is Clay's thing, so – uh, no, this man's chin is is remarkable, <laughs> cut out of gra- like just unbelievable jawline, and I mean this in a respectful way. But <laughs> but he's like, he just doesn't know what to do. He gets put. He I, gets-
4: by, by the way, I guarantee you, Steve Kerr is telling the team right now. I, I, I Kirk. I can see the Warriors losing tomorrow. And the more I think about it, the more I can see the Warriors losing tomorrow. And then they just won't care. They'll just be like, Yeah, we'll just win games three, four, five, six when it comes down <laughs> to it, because Dallas is like I it just I can see not not that I think that's the right strategy. I don't know what the right strategy is. I'm just a podcast guy. But like I, I can see I can see the yeah, Warriors I wanna, losing the first game and just be completely okay with it, I, wanna, I wanna Warriors.
3: I want to piggyback that one. The minute I heard Steve Kerr say they remind me of the Houston Rockets. <laughs> I know exactly his mind is his mind is they can be worn down by just running our offense seven games in a row. They they're going to try to overplay every action and over attack everything by picking on people over and over again. And we're going to wear them down by not doing that like that's right or wrong. I've watched a lot of Warriors basketball under Steve yes. Kerr. That's that is philosophically like. And hey, man, he's had enough success to like he he might have well, he might have got me like to the edge of the bridge
4: where I don't <laughs> want to jump off. But like it's worked to a certain degree, you know. Well, you know the fear now though is that that worked when Steph was twenty eight, right? That worked when now Steph's thirty four. Draymond and Clay are both. You know, Clay's coming off a couple injuries. Hey, thirty four's not you know, old. <laughs> You know, playing the way that they have to play, I just I just think that it's pretty funny that they're the team that thinks that they can outlast the other team when they're the old team. I mean, they're by far the oldest team left in terms of you know the kind of the core guys in the in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every other <laughs> team left is
3: like the young next guys up, and the Warriors yeah. are out here going like, we're gonna outlast you.
1: <laughs> well, so, so this this actually begs a question because you asked who guards Luca, who guards, or I'm sorry, who guards Steph. So who guards Luca because? I inadvertently murdered poor Jim Parks of uh, Sheridan Hoops blog who talked about playoff Wiggins like that's a fucking thing. Get out of here, Jim. Oh, man. Like local man has played 16 playoff games. (laughs) Don't want to hear it.
4: Look. Okay. I'll
3: I'll take the first answer. Um, I I mean, you you and I both know the, the recipe for guarding Luca. Like um, what,
1: feed him, feed him chicken nuggets? What are we talking about? <laughs> Cigarettes, <laughs>
3: vodka. <laughs> you, you want to – I mean, you want guys who make him work and don't foul him and turn him into jump shooters. Like, like you're going to live with the fact if he hits a bunch of jump shots, but, like, you're trying to avoid fouling him and laying me into the lane. And for the Warriors, that means having, like, a shell defense. Like, you probably play Looney more than you want to play him. You have Draymond, you have Wiggins, you have, I mean, hopefully he, he's alive in this series, Iguodala, like, guard him. But, like, that's what it is. Like, Luca's, there's no, like, secret recipe to guarding him. You just kind of have to, like, hopefully force him into being a jump shooter and live with the result. Hopefully it's not one of those nights where he hits, like, 18 stepbacks in a row.
1: Well, that my secret take is that Kevon Looney might be the yes. best guy to guard him. Because if you watched any of the Suns-Mavs series, DeAndre Ayton, who is currently probably like living in a state of hell, actually oh guarded Luca. That man guarded Luca really, really well, and Luca could not hit three-point like like three-point shots over him because the man is David David Robinson reincarnate in terms of size and wingspan. And Looney, you know, I. I guess I always forget that Looney is six nine because he he's kind of like like one of those metric like he's a better version of Powell in the sense of like his arms just expand. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah. It's like the it's the same thing as the offensive rebounds. So, so it's like kind of the the question is is like if he gets those sort of switches, does he bait Luca into like five oh, step threes 100%. that are shitty possessions? Oh. and then past that, I I don't really I went through like y'all have a tall like. No, like, not like super like tall roster, but there's 12 guys between 6'4 and 6'9, according to basketball reference, and that's a lot of length. And I think like like a lot of people are like, oh, well, Draymond's going to match up on him Like to me in the Mavs world. I'm like, guys, that's that's not what Draymond does, and that's a bad use of him. Like, he's a – one, Luke will put him in the blender. Number two, it's not really what you want to do. So it's like I just think you're going to see a steady diet of probably by halftime. I bet six or seven guys you're going to have guarded him.
4: Oh, I mean, it, Looney, Looney's the guy. I mean, when Kerr talked about the reference to Houston, Looney was a guy that was guarding Harden. Ludi did a pretty damn good job of guarding Harden. Now Ludi can't guard guys like Kawhi. You don't want it to put him on like a Jason Tatum if this happens to be the NBA Finals matchup, right? But but Luca's that guy. Now you know Aiton's a lot bigger. He's a lot quicker, so it's different. But Ludi doesn't jump. He's long. Draymond's gonna guard Luca in crunch time. Like that's that's just what it's gonna be. He's gonna. It, that's what's gonna happen. It's like the same that they did with Jokic. Um, they're just, Jaren Jackson, right? He's just gonna guard him in crunch time. I actually think he'll be fine in a spurt of five minutes. But if you're putting Draymond on Luca to start, he's gonna foul out in 10 minutes, right? So Wiggins. Well, and and, yeah, and that's ahead. the whole thing. You need you need both of them because like uh, if if
3: Draymond's guarding Luca, he can't he can't be playing free safety, right? And the if free safety
1: is where you need him because Luca's ability to find the open shooter with like absolute bullshit, curving passes, over the head nonsense. Like thirty-five foot away, one-handed lookaways. He is that good at that stuff. I don't. He's not
4: better than LeBron, but he's not worse. They they cannot. I, I assure you that the Warriors care more about the open three-point shooters than Luka Luca going for forty. Because I think Luka's going to go for forty every game. I don't think they care that much. Cannot. Dorian Finney-Smith cannot make seven threes. Reggie Bullock yeah, yeah, yeah. cannot shoot forty-five percent from three. The series, it's, right? It, yeah, like, just cannot if Luca's gonna hit
3: fifty on setbacks, like you know, you it, like, fine, go home, whatever. Hat, right? the, the quote unquote hat tip. But yeah. like you don't wanna lose the series because Dorian Finney Smith went eight for eight for twelve from three and had twenty seven points. Like I that's that's been the warrior's philosophy in these things the whole way through. And I don't see any reason for it to change. Maybe it should, but like I don't, I don't think they right. should. I think like, it's the right and, game plan, Sam. I think it is. I think they need to lose games playing <laughs> that way for them to like consider guarding him differently. You know, I think like, Jaw was going for 30, forty points a game, and the Warriors were up to one. By the and way, like, can, can we throw one thing out there? I want to make this clear: they're not guarding Luca how they guarded Jaw. The way they guarded Ja was so disrespectful. It was literally <laughs> well, like I yeah, don't I think mean, you know how to play basketball. Right. It was like, I mean, it's was like different. it's like you are like they're gonna guard Luca the way they guard Harden or LeBron, where it's like we're gonna give you the jumper, but we're not gonna like fall 15 feet off of you but like it, we
4: don't think you can shoot. It's the same idea of still not doubling. Like the Warriors, sure. the Mavs are gonna blitz Steph. Right, like I, I could see Steph just being doubled all game. He's gonna figure that out. The Warriors are not gonna do that to Luca. Like I don't see Draymond coming on the backside and trying to get a steal on Luca. Because no. Luca's just like Kirk just said, he's, he's throwing it to the corner and Bullock's cashing a three. It's just that's what's gonna happen. And and I think Kerr would rather lose. I, I had a lot of
1: a lot. Of, I had a number of your very delightful fans speaking. With they are me the best. The past two days. They are the best. Just the best. And. There's got to be a Don't make an, more enemies. A, well, there's got to be an understanding and intentionality between Luca and Harden. Harden wants to make the look good play. I'm sorry. We have evidence of this. If this I'm sure this whole group is fine with some James Harden slander, but you gotta understand slander isn't true. I'm speaking facts here. James Harden is a clown <laughs> fraud. Okay? If he wasn't a clown fraud, he would probably have a better resume. But he is a clown fraud. Luka Doncic wants to make the right basketball play, which is why he continually passes even at times where we as Mavs fans scream into the void that we want him to take, like the open eight-footer. And he's going to continually do this over the course of the series. So I think that these these interesting James Harden comparisons because of the the sort of um, heliocentric ball that the Mavericks play fairly frequently I understand why it's an easy go-to. It is a bad comparison,
4: and it, no, will result,
1: it it's just going to result in people being pissed off because they're like, oh, well, I thought he was more like this. And it's like, well, if you thought that, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about.
3: Well, <laughs> it's, it's because, like, heliocentric basketball invokes two names, LeBron and Harden. Mm. And no one wants to compare someone to LeBron. Hey, Tyson, I'm list. not
1: lying oh. into the mic. I watch basketball. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> oh, it's um but but it's true. I mean, he is significantly he, here's actually I'm going to bring this up right now, which is my issue with Harden has always been I feel like he uses the way he plays as an excuse to not read the game. You know what I mean? Like, well, I took the shot that they told me to take. Whereas, like, um, LeBron or Luka, it is kind of an instinctual play. Whether it's the right instinctual play or the wrong instinctual play, you know, history will let you know. But, like, they do play basketball with, like, kind of more of an earnest attitude towards this place.
4: I do think, though, that that version – they're different. I'm with you. I do think that version of James Harden that they played in Houston – that guy was, I mean, as much as we want to make fun of him, and God knows I do all day, he was good. <laughs> like, he was good. And they yeah. pushed that Warriors championship team to six and seven games. So, I, and the Warriors are not as good. At I, mean, not I mean,
1: 27 missed threes is really impressive. Like,
4: that, <laughs> I'm, it was I'm a game proud seven. of I mean, the Warriors team. probably shouldn't have even been in that situation. Sam and I were just tearing our hair out uh, just because I we feel like they shouldn't even have been a game seven, but that was that was the greatest team of all time. And uh, yeah. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. But I don't know. I go both ways with
1: this because yeah. I just think it's an easy criticism that kind of misunderstands that the Mavericks have made it this far not because of Luca. That's the difference. They've huh. made it this far because of everyone else, while Luca is the closer and the X Factor. Um I mean they won a pair of games without him to start the playoffs. It doesn't mean I don't think he's not the most important player, but it just sort of belies the fact that this team has a bunch of guys that were, you know, Reggie Bullock, former Clipper, you know, former Nick, it's guys that are, are not who you would think. And it's really, that's what was so funny reading all the Sun stuff is that the Mavericks, like they were, the Suns had a higher pedigree and the Mavericks beat them. And that really upset Suns fans. And I mean, and the, I, they,
4: yeah, 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 okay, I get where you're going with. They that. had the and, best player too. I mean, like Game Seven elimination game, James Harden doesn't do that. So let's be very fucking clear. <laughs> James Harden is not doing what Luca's doing in that elimination game on the road, That's, right? Yeah. Um, mean, anyways, yeah. So it's like I, I know ch- I'm in but I don't
1: mind.
3: <laughs> <laughs> James Harden's never had a Game Six or Seven that resembles what Luca just did. But let, let's for um, even a
4: quarter for even a quarter. Actually,
3: I want to ask this one because I think this is interesting. So, Kirk brings up the point that they won games without Luka, which is objectively true. So, who are the X Factors in this series, like outside of Luka and Steph Curry? Like, who, it, you're a Dallas Mavericks
1: guy. Who is the player who you need to show up who's going to show in this the series? The lazy take. But it's got to be Jalen Brunson. Until the second half of Game 7, Jalen Brunson was 3 of 18 from 3, and he is a a good – and and on catch and shoot, he's actually great, like 40% in regular season. And he has these games where he does – Trying to think, this is not a fair comparison. You know the Joel Embiid thing where he does the pump fake no one drive into traffic thing? Jalen yes, Brunson so. does that at six foot one, and it drives me crazy. And he's such an effective kind of bully ball player because, and he said this uh, either to JJ Reddick or someone, he was essentially a power forward in high school, and you can see it in his footwork where he does like all sorts of, you know, just extra steps and things where the Mavericks need him to not only be willing, but also be effective. Um, And in games where the Mavericks struggled in uh, uh, Phoenix, he was, he was a no-show. It it was, it was kind of Luca and nobody else. And he's really important to the team. He's going to get paid a bajillion dollars this summer. And I'm okay with that. Um, Hmm. Everyone else, a lot of their shots are manufactured by Luca. Dinwiddie is a ghost who I just sort of hope to show up. Oh, he did for one game. But, yeah, I mean, this is a stupidly specific stat, but in games one through five against Utah and one through five against Phoenix, he was 12 of 44 from threes. In game six against Utah and game six and seven against Phoenix, he was a combined 14 of 21. And I I just – I do not trust him at the moment. That doesn't mean he can't do something. But he went from being a 74% um, scorer at the rim in the regular season with the Mavericks to up uh, – I didn't calculate this for Phoenix, but it, against the Suns he shot – or uh, against the Jazz he shot 47% at the rim after shooting 74. It was, it was really terrible. So, I mean, I, I Brunson is my guy in the short
4: term. Yeah. yeah. Andy. Uh, I, I, well, you know – you can't say Clay and Draymond. I mean the answer should be Draymond. It's gotta be Pool right? everybody knows Clay. Yeah, it's Poole. I mean, it's it's the Warriors version of Brunson. It's it's Jordan Poole. So I, I think that's that it's it's cause you he's Brunson is what, the second best offensive player. I think in terms of an engine, what's most important for the Warriors offensively is is Steph, Draymond and Clay two and three, right? Just they're gonna play more. But Jordan Poole might be able to stay on the floor more this series versus what he did against Memphis, because I mean, even before Jaw got hurt, I think, I think Poole was gonna get played off. And you talk about Dinwiddie. Uh Poole is the opposite of Dinwiddie. He plays great in the first three games and then he no-shows the rest of the series. Uh so that that's kind of you know the thing is like can he survive against a Luka mismatch hunt? Right? Can he survive? Because if he is he if he can. I don't know if Sam agrees with this. I feel like he sh- he will. He's- Jordan Poole might be the second best offensive player on the team against oh, yeah, this yeah, Dallas defense. I have cool. a I have I have questions if he can survive
3: it. Mm. You are correct. Mm. If he can survive it, he's he should be able this to get is... to the rim. There's no Jaron Jackson. It's all dead. If he if he can survive it, this is a five game series. I just I'm, I'm I'm questioning if he can survive it. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, that's but a, doesn't
1: this come that, back to like Kerr's coaching? Like bugaboos, where he goes back to the safe thing more oh, yeah. than he does the smart thing. Well, it might be the same
4: thing. Like game six, it turns out the safe thing and the smart thing was the right move, right? It, it was starting Looney instead of starting Jordan Poole. Like I, I to me, I was like, ah, I might have thrown Jordan Poole out there, but you know, this is why I don't get paid 15 million a year to be coach. Uh, for the Warriors, I think. Oh, All yeah. <laughs> That's fascinating. <laughs> that's that's the one <laughs> I mean, it was the right move to start Looney. It was the safe move, right? And it worked out and they're just they're gonna do it again. Sam and I talk about Jordan Poole all year long. I, I think they're gonna, yeah, they're yeah, gonna yeah, probably if know,
3: we yeah. if I want to unpack this, it's the Warriors are stuck with the situation of picking offense versus defense. And they're gonna always I feel like they're going to side defense when it matters. Like any way you want to slice it, that's what it's going to come down to. They're going to go loony. They're going to, you know, bench Jordan Poole, and that's what it is. Hey, we got a, we got, a, we got a guest. We got to pull up here.
4: This is, this is Kirk,
2: <laughs>
4: gentlemen, friend of the show, Jason. What's up, man?
2: Well, I, I just, I don't feel like I've gotten an opportunity to tell you guys, but I love the Light Years Pod. Oh um, said it out loud, uh which I should, but I'm doing it now, so <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Um can you
4: can't see me throwing hearts, but you know.
2: I love it. <laughs> um, hey, you know, I wanted to come on here and give a, a formal announcement, something I have not done these playoffs, or honestly in the last like eight years, and that is to say I feel really good about the maps going into this series. <laughs> It's kind of insane. I, I feel insane, but I uh, but I kind of do. Every time I think about these matchups, I'm just like, I don't know how Golden State stops Dallas. Help me. Bring me back to earth. So you're- Oh, I, lo- so, I love so, this. This is, by the
3: are
1: way- Are you suggesting a we believe Mavericks? <laughs> no, no, no. no,
2: no, no. Kirk, Kirk, have you, I mean, granted, it wasn't the same rosters, that played in the regular season, and, and that that kind of goes to the Mavs side as well. But, like, <clears throat> you said that Brunson is an X-factor. I think Brunson is a constant. An X-factor is variable, okay? Brunson is a reliable, constant figure on our offense at this point. Dinwiddie is the X-factor. Dinwiddie could do nothing or something. We do not count on Dinwiddie. So if you have Luka and you have Jalen, who have been pretty fucking consistent in these playoffs, I kind of am – and and then you have the shooters around. I'm just like on offense, I don't know what Golden State does to defend the Mavericks. You guys can call me stupid. I'm just saying. No, I mean (laughs) from –
4: I don't think – I think – I don't think they are going to defend them that well. I, I think that's this isn't the 2019 uh, Warriors. I think if you had I almost said 49ers, God, I'm yeah. not. Why am I in football mode? Um,
3: you're, you sound I, like you're ready to be disappointed. That's why
4: Clay Thompson, I mean, and Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> yeah, look, like stop, stop, stop. It's <laughs> not uh, Jimmy G. Um, Clay Clay's kind of washed defensively. Right. And, and no Egodala, no Sean Livingston, Draymond's not the same who he used to be. The guy who's probably better on defense now is Steph Curry, which is, yeah. which is funny. Um, but I also think on the other side, I don't know. Like, this just might be a shootout thing where the Warriors have better players. Correct. Like, it's, it, to me, it's not. I don't know if Dallas, they don't have the type of defense that's super scary, that has a bunch of steals and blocks like and deflections like memphis it yeah. might be a shootout t- type of vibe and then i think in crunch time you just might have more people that like that, it just kind of boils down to like they just might have more guys yeah. with, with draymond and then steph who i, I yeah, think I the agree. series is underrated where it's a lot of luke it, but it's a lot of like you know
2: stuff's not bad no, no, no! Certainly not. Certainly not. I, I'm, I, uh, hey, and look, Warriors fans, I can see you in the comments, okay? Oh, Jason, you. this is the easiest way to to get engagement. <laughs> I, I always say it's the easiest way. Let's so talk about the Warriors. But the whole reason why I came on here was simply because I have not felt good about a Mavericks playoff city series in, I mean, years. Ask Kirk. Like eleven. Years. It's been years. eleven. And so I'm kind of looking at this, and I'm like. I feel good. I need to be taken down a notch. I'm a, am acknowledged no. this Let it and, and there's, but there's something about um the, the Mavs offense that I kind of just am like, man, I don't know, man. Phoenix, Phoenix has defenders too. And like, they weren't able to slow this shit down. And I, I, I conventional wisdom thought, you know, Phoenix was a better defensive team. Turns out they're not. They're fraudulent. Let, let, let me fraudulent. let me turns out they might me, be a little fraudulent. <laughs> shout out, <laughs> no. shout out, to fans. you can't hate me for that.
4: Well, also, also, I think you guys, you guys have been Maz fans forever. I Luca's gonna be better than Dirk. Right. And I think like that it's it's pretty cool yeah, as man. Sam and I. Okay, okay, maybe I should chill a little bit. But like yeah, for us I mean, that have rooted for Steph for a long time. You know, when you got a guy like I mean, that. I'm just, I just, I'm
3: all I'm gonna say is like the Warriors are gonna draft someone, and I'm gonna be like he's better than Steph, and it, you're
4: gonna be like don't talk to me for two not- weeks. So, I, like- I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying when you got a guy that good, uh, I, I think being confident is not a bad thing. Is what I'm trying to say. I think I was, I was conf- confident for a long time being a Warriors fan. So I,
2: yeah, I just think I think it's gonna be really competitive. Like, like I, I've been watching. You know, I watched, like uh my freaking boss on first take oh, yeah. Uh, oh, him God. and him and all of them taking the warriors. And I agree that the warriors are definitely the favorites, but I like feel better about this series than I did uh, Phoenix and Kirk, correct me if I'm wrong, but basically everyone in Dallas wanted golden state like in heading into the playoffs because of the way we matched up against them. Well, and the break the no, 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 that was true. That was true. We did not want any part of Phoenix. We wanted no that's part of it. Can right?
3: we, can so, we back this up? Like yeah. the, the fundamental issue here is we took Chris Paul too seriously.
1: Mm. <laughs> and,
3: and end of the day, we all need to be honest with ourselves we let weird hipsters online convince us that the songs were better than they were. Like we all, we all knew they weren't that good. I don't know if I knew that. That's I I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ride into it. I'm going to, I'm going to go with this. I I don't even know if I believe what I'm saying, but I'm going to go with it, you know? So
2: no, I, I, I love that. Um, Anyways, that that was my that's my contribution. I just needed you guys to take me down a notch, and uh, for especially these uh, comments, I appreciate all of them because now I feel like a damn. Good people, cool. I like these no, people. No, no, never Even the take people it down I a notch. At.
4: <laughs> Never fucking take it. This is this is this is the point of being a fan, man. If we took it down a notch, you know, it wouldn't be fandom. Man. No, I, I love as Warriors
1: far. fans. They give me the confidence that we will wreck this planet. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: and have to and have to find other places to live. Think
4: about think about it this way, Kurt Jason. Like if 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 y'all win, it's it's just going to be way more fun. And if y'all lose, whatever, you move on. What are you guys, Cowboys fans? No. Oh, we're, no,
1: yeah. I, I mean, get to root I mean, for Patrick like, Mahomes and Luka Doncic. I'm in a great space. Oh, well, whereas fuck you, off? You yeah, you get to root yeah. for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's true. We're in this part.
2: Of, I was yeah, born no, in Kansas true. City, <laughs> Max. Thank you. Okay. Dallas, to its credit, is uh, is is 100 playing with house money, yeah, yeah, and yeah. this yeah. is this is a good spot to be in for Mavericks fans. And I yep. hope that they take this series with just like very calmly, because Mavericks fans <laughs> like to freak out if <laughs> everything doesn't go their way. But they're in the Western Conference Finals. This is a win. Just us being here is a win. This is fun. Let's go.
1: This is fun. G- I don't hate. Jason, fun- appreciate. You're the man, Jason. The, the, the fun part is where it's just like, even after the Suns series, all these people will be like, don't you hate the Suns? I'm like, no, I feel bad for them because at the end of the day, they have to come back and root for fucking Devin Booker. That sucks. <laughs> like, you'll get to finish this series, and no matter what happens, I'll still get to root for Luca, who's 23 years old, who's Rob Gronkowski of Basketball. And you'll get to root for Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, who is the coolest man alive. And and granted, Draymond Green is going to take all of your page views and clicks and all that sort of stuff. But you like it <laughs> as it happens. I mean, this is fun.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's nice because I think Phoenix would have been a pretty – it's just a, a series that we know about. I think right now we don't know anything about these two teams playing each other. We don't. Like as much as we want to look at the numbers, we look at the past games, we look at how Steph and Luca are playing, and we don't. No, we
3: we know we know that by game two there will be some sort of drama that's gonna suck.
4: That's what oh, you think so? I yes, I mean who's Draymond You think Draymond's kicking Luca's dick or something? Like I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's gonna th- happen this series. I feel 100
3: percent confident <laughs> Luca's gonna. <laughs> Luca or Draymond will find a way to. You know, well, exploit it. Let's put it this way. Let's put it politely. Exploit a mismatch, and then you're going to, it's just going to turn into something. And I'm not even saying it's a bad thing because this is the part of the season where that shit should happen. You know, like, what's annoying is Chris Paul going and telling him, Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need that. On November 23rd, that, you know, Andy didn't tuck his jersey. Yeah, we uh, are. Grow up. You know, No one in this series is going to threaten
1: a minor. Like Chris Paul did on, on video. <laughs> <laughs> relax.
4: There's, right. there's still time.
1: Maybe someone will. Who knows?
4: <laughs> I can see Draymond doing it. Um, uh, what are we? Do we have more stuff or do we go predictions, Samuel? What are, what, where are we? I think where we are go at? predictions and call it a day. I can talk forever. All right. that, it makes Sam uncomfortable. I'll just keep talking. <laughs> so, your podcast? I'll go first. I'll go first. Because uh, I got to get out of here so you guys can keep going. But uh, I'll go first. I in our last podcast I, I went Warriors in six. I the more I think about it, and and here 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 I come. The more I think about it, the more I don't see. I can't see a way that the Mavs win four games. I can see them winning game one. I can see them winning another one wow. by 25 on at home. Right. I can see, I can see this being a two, two series coming back to chase Center, game five, but I do think that the Mavs are going to be worn down. Right. Everything we talked about, I think the Mavs are, the Mavs are kind of playing over their skis a little bit. And the Warriors aren't the Suns, the Warriors are champions. And I think the Suns are soft. And I think you, we saw that in game six and seven, I think the Mavs are going to get tired. I don't think they're going to make the same amount of threes. Um, and I think it's just, I think Steph is just going to have a series. I think a little bit kind of like what we saw from Jimmy and Tatum tonight, where the older guys, the better players still one point, from now, a year or two, maybe three, Luca's going to be better than Steph. But I think Steph has that type of series where it's like, "Hey, I'm still the guy," um, and proves he's the best player. So I, I think it goes six. Um, I almost went five, but I'll go six. Five, five's cocky. Five's it, it's, cocky. it's, it's it, That's it. 2017, Andy. 2018, Andy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've matured. I'm 30. <laughs> It always gets go get when I do that. He loves that line. I'm a Curtis. man. I'm 30s. A shout you want out me to, to go Mike <laughs> Yeah, go for it.
1: All right. So I never really thought the Mavericks would be here. I have been wrong enough this season in the, in the small and in the big picture. I love this team, but I am also sort of a nihilistic fan. But I'll tell you. It's really something having the best player in the series. That's right. Luka Doncic is the best player in the series. So weird things are going to happen. I'm really looking forward to competitive basketball. I think we'll actually see some clutch time where the Suns-Mavs series went to seven games and had zero clutch time minutes. I'm going to sort of hedge and say Mavs in seven because Luka Doncic should terrify you. And if he doesn't, Warriors fans, you don't know what you're watching.
3: Oh, that's like a that's like a WWE promo. Yeah,
1: I, that, was pretty I good. that was really good. I appreciate. That was good. It. Good.
3: I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to split the difference. I'm going Warriors in seven. I don't know if it's going to go six or seven. I do. One thing I feel confident about is this is going to be a competitive series. It's going to go. It's going to go the distance. If someone can figure a way out to cut it off at six games it's not going to tell us that it wasn't a competitive series. I personally feel like Luka is going to be a problem for this team, but I think this team has enough veteran acumen to figure out how to close games against Luka. And that's really what we're coming down to on this one. Like Luka has the ability to go one-on-one in a way few players in the NBA do but I do think the Warriors have enough talent and have enough acumen to figure out how to close games out. That's what it comes down to, and that's where I'm going to leave that. I'm going to go Warriors in seven. Love it. Oh, instant classics.
4: Jeez. I can't wait. I oh can't my wait. God.
1: It's, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be uh-huh. so
4: much fun. Oh, Let's God. do it. Appreciate you, Thank Kirk. you guys. Thanks, Kirk. Thanks, Kirk. Thanks, Everyone be good. Thanks, everyone.